Welcome back. Happy to welcome back to the program CEO for Quincy Community Action Programs, Beth Ann Strollo is here for some big news, Beth Ann. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Good to see you in good. person for a Great change. Great to see you yes. in person too. Nice thank to you be back. for thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, yeah. QCAP, you know, at the start of the pandemic, quickly pivoted um, to make sure that your services continue to be offered to, to your clients, right? Yes, we yes. did. We were open. We were considered essential service providers, yes. particularly in our food center, but many of our services were. Um, and uh, because we weren't completely electronic, uh, it was all the more reason for us to be in the office as much as we could to, to deliver services through that time. Yeah, I remember you quickly set up um, a drop box uh, in the lobby so folks Correct. could put their materials in and you could retrieve them. Right. Is that still happening or is it more in person now? Well, we're more in person okay. for sure, okay. but that box is still there. Oh, it is. And, okay. and it's much easier for clients. In some ways, like many businesses, we learned things, learned to do things differently yeah. that I think have been more helpful for our our clients, our customers, and that's one of them, um, so that they don't have to walk all the way up to uh, the fourth floor to drop off their fuel assistance application. They yeah. can just put it in the drop box on the street level uh, at 1511 Hancock Street. Okay. We have sort of two doors right. uh, into our building, and, uh, and we also have an open access resource center now, and oh. that we opened a little over a year ago. Okay. Uh, so that is open also at 1511 Hancock Street. Oh, that's uh, in person? That's in person okay. um, every day of the week. We have staff from each of our programs uh, in that location, and people can just walk in and um, let the receptionists know what they need and we'll help them as best we can. It's great, it's great. I guess we yes. should, you know, I just assume, oh, it's QCAP, everybody knows what QCAP is, right. but not, there are new people coming to the city all the time. That's we right. should do a little refresher, I guess, you know, about what yes. QCAP is and what it offers. Sure, yeah. we are um, primarily helping low and moderate income individuals in Quincy and, and a number of South Shore communities. So um, we offer a six different programs, if you will. Mm -hmm. Within each of those, there are a number of services, but our food center, we'll talk more about yes. in a moment, I think. Yeah. That's the big news, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> um, we have a fuel assistance yep. and weatherization and appliance management program and heating system repairs. That's our energy program, which we're very busy in right now, and we know that many uh, residents are very concerned about their heating bills this year, oh, yes. so yep. we encourage them to come and get help with uh, for that okay we have a community care for kids program which distributes the child care vouchers to income eligible residents in 20 different towns uh, and that's a really incredibly important resource right now for families who are going back to work mm -hmm. um, and that can be working from home or working yeah. in, in on site at a location uh, if they are income eligible they can sign up for a voucher and get on that wait list. Okay. We have a Head Start program, yes. Early Education and Care, at our uh, Rosemary and Archie Wahlberg uh, Early Learning Center. Yeah, the old St. Joseph School. The right? old St. Joseph School, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that has been open since July of 2020. Okay. So that we reopened as quickly as we could, and we are actively enrolling students, and we are actively looking for teachers oh, there. So even you are impacted by the workforce shortage? Definitely, okay. definitely. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a very significant issue for us, uh, okay. just like others. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't even think of that, but of course, yeah, they're teachers right. just like public school teachers. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And in the early childhood world, it has always been a challenge yeah. because they're not paid um, what they should be, and we're working on that. The okay. legislature has helped us. Congress is thinking about it, uh, that we need to increase those wages so that we can make sure 
students in high school see it as a viable career mm -hmm. pathway. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're actively looking, okay. we're actively looking for staff in all of our programs. Really? Uh, just ask folks to look at our website okay. and and be patient with us as we deliver services because we are short-staffed <laughs> and we get a lot of calls and there are a lot of people out there who need help and uh, we can't get back to folks as quickly as we would like to because we're so short-staffed. Um, what so. a dichotomy you were in. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so, right. You know, That's, you don't have the staff to uh, to get the staff and you don't have the right. staff to deliver the services. Right, yeah. right. Okay. No, not that different than many businesses, exactly. I guess. Yeah. So no, every, not at all. everyone's challenged by this. So. Okay. Uh, but yes, we are looking. Um, okay. And our adult ed and workforce development program, we have, we are also enrolling students. We are doing in-person classes oh, for wow. English um, classes for those who don't speak English. Um, we have, it's called ESOL, mm -hmm. English for Speakers of Other Languages, and we are actively enrolling students. And we also have um, a HiSET program, which the high school works towards getting people their high school equivalency okay. um, and so that is a program that is both a hybrid uh, virtual and in person oh, uh, really depending flexible. on okay. you know what works for you yes. so yeah. um, and we have our free tax program that yes. will gear up in uh, January February yep. um, and uh, and we also have a collaboration with Quincy College to teach um, to recruit folks to an IT class oh. um, non-English speakers who we are helping also learn English and then get their certificate and IT certificate. Wonderful. Um, so that's a great program and a financial reach program yes. which yeah. does budgeting and workforce development with um, folks who want to get assistance yeah. with financial um, budgeting. Yeah, it's really a holistic approach, you know, to helping totally. people yes. with life skills. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And of course our housing program, yes. which is, um, we kind of say lean and mean. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we definitely don't have enough staff there yeah. and the demand is tremendous. Um, people are having, as they have for many years, trouble paying rent, but it is getting worse with the high cost of housing and the increases in rents. Um, you know, there was a little bit of dip at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. and then it changed uh, uh, quickly. And now the cost of renting is is probably the highest we've seen it. Um, so we help people stay in their homes if they can. Um, we provide some temporary financial assistance if people are eligible, and uh, and we have a home ownership counseling program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are still doing first time homebuyer workshops, okay. right. virtual. Uh, okay. That's another sort of thing we learned with the pandemic that um, people really like doing it virtually and it's very it, convenient it's right? very convenient yeah, and yeah. it works uh, so we uh, had a significant increase in the number of people coming to that that's dipped down a little bit with the interest rates going mm. up and uh, and the high cost of buying a home uh, yeah. but we're still um, if you look at our website you will see our workshop schedule on that on our website. Okay, all right. So many good services provided. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Rob Corley was here just on Friday yeah. from Neighbor yep. Works yep. here in Quincy, facing similar challenges with the high cost of living and, and, and rents and lack of affordable housing. Right. Um, so, you know. Yes. Similar missions, similar problems. Exactly. Yeah. And we work really closely with them and sure. Metro Housing in Boston because we have the same clients. Mm -hmm. We provide some resources. They provide others. We yeah. work in collaboration with them to make sure. We're helping people 
stay in their homes and not become homeless. Yeah, the demand uh, is so much higher than the supply, unfortunately. Exactly. You know, so yeah. I know you were at the uh, yeah. the dedication for the Joe Finn building not too long ago, so it's but a great addition to the yes, affordable it is. housing stock. Yeah. Right, right. Can't have enough right. of that. But the big news for QCAP, at least, is uh, your brand new food center right, in Southwest Quincy. Right. Yeah, what's going on? Well, we have finally found another permanent <laughs> home for ourselves. We keep finding homes and then turning those homes into something else and, and saying, now we need a new home. <laughs> okay. so, um, so we have um, purchased 18 Copeland Street, and we are finishing the renovations of it. Okay. We are currently at 1 Copeland Street, and this building is really, even though it's 18, it's diagonally across the street. Okay. Uh, and we are really excited that we have achieved this goal. This was a strategic goal that the board of directors has had for over 10 years. Uh, about 15 years ago, we moved out of our larger space at 388 Granite Street, which is on one corner <laughs> of Brewer's Corner, so the corner of Copeland and Granite Street uh, and Water, where that ends and becomes Copeland. We have been in that corner since 1968. Wow. <laughs> we started at 372 Granite Street. We then moved into, th we bought 388 Granite Street many years ago and um, moved in and had a large community center, which was a really tremendous resource for the community. The board then decided to turn that building into five units of affordable housing. Speaking for, of. <laughs> exactly, okay. for very low income families, okay. formerly homeless families. Okay. So that's a great resource um, in the community. But, but that meant we then needed to move. Then you're homeless again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we moved across the street to 1 Copeland Street. Okay. And you know, we knew it was a much smaller space. Yeah. Uh, we had moved some other programs and services over to our main office on Hancock Street. And, uh, but I will say, probably a couple months after we moved into 1 Copeland Street, we said, this is not You're big enough. Bumping into each other. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And the pandemic really, uh, that really surfaced during the pandemic, because sure. we, we could not really socially distance in that space. And we had to have clients stand outside and mm. wait for their food orders. Uh, we're still really doing that because there just isn't adequate space. Okay. And uh, last summer, we saw a for rent sign <laughs> on 18 Copeland Street and um, you ran across called, the street. <laughs> called the owners right away and said, we want to buy it. Okay. And uh, we bought it in January, uh, this past January, okay. and we began renovating it in uh, June huh. and it will, we are moving in next week. Yes, we have pictures. Yes, yes that's right, right, right. There's uh, the, uh, the announce, the moving announcement, right? Right, okay. right. We will We'll be reopening on, uh, the plan is to reopen after we move on November 7th. Okay. Um, and uh, and it really is diagonally across the street. We, yeah. we try, try to have a little arrow of what to do there. <laughs> Go across the street, then walk down the street. Okay. But it, it is very close, uh, which is important for us because yes. that neighborhood has a high concentration of low-income individuals. And we are really one of the few services, if the only social service agency in that neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, we serve many communities out of the food center, but uh, it is an incredibly helpful for people who live in that neighborhood. They can walk, 
many don't have transportation, sure. yeah. um, and it's on a bus line, okay. and that is uh, very convenient and necessary for, for folks. What so, was the building prior, Bethann? Uh, it was a small contractor. Oh. Uh, Ann and Bill Kennedy owned that building. Oh. Uh, really uh, uh, were wonderful to work with as we uh, transitioned to owning it. And um, so they had a small carpentry yes, um, business there. Uh, they were renting to Back to Basics Massage. Some okay. people may remember that okay. from that location. Uh, and uh, during the pandemic, they closed sure. Back to Basics. And then they put the sign, the for rent sign gotcha. up after doing some okay. remodeling. But it's a perfect building for us. Oh, there is a loading dock. Uh, warehouse space. Yeah, we have some more photos from the renovation one. Yes, ones, great. So, so that's it. We did a little build out. You can see the build out there with the um, the white portion on the on the top pictures. Oh, okay. of, uh, that is a little foyer, larger foyer space that we uh, added on to okay. the building. Uh, the bottom picture is what it will look like when it's all done and painted, which okay. will be happening in the coming weeks. Oh, all right. Uh, we're moving in before that exterior will be done. Oh, okay. uh, just to, our goal was to move in before Thanksgiving, okay. uh, because it's such a busy time of year obviously, for us, of yeah, course. Sure. Uh, so we and will handicapped accessible, obviously, with the ramp yes, there. Yes, exactly. Okay. We had to add the ramp. We had to rebuild the loading dock. It sure. was old, and um, we rebuilt that and added. ADA accessible bathroom sure. and and other features on the inside. Yeah, we have some inside pictures actually. We can show. Right, that is our new walk-in refrigerator and freezer. Wow, um, much larger units than okay. we had before, which is needed. Um, we've expanded our services tremendously during uh, the pandemic mm. and continue to see a great need for food um, uh, and and that will accommodate. Um, and that's a picture of the warehouse space before we worked on it, before okay. those uh, units were installed. Okay. That's kind of the rough space. Okay. Um, and we put an overhead door uh, at the loading dock and we'll be eventually replacing the exterior uh, door. But this will give us um, a really convenient way to receive food. Most of our food comes from the Greater Boston mm -hmm. Food Bank. Mm -hmm. They come with a large delivery truck. Mm -hmm. And they will be able to, you know, our staff and, and the driver from the food bank will be able to unload that food much more effectively uh, with this loading dock. Super. So, uh, and that's our uh, new refrigerated van that oh. we bought during the pandemic also. Uh -huh. uh, early on, we were, uh, we began doing food deliveries to COVID impacted households. Oh, you did? We worked oh. very closely with, um, the um, contact tracers and also did contact tracing at the very beginning uh, with partners uh, in health who did that and then eventually realized we need to get a refrigerated van so that we can be safely transporting and more efficiently transporting food to uh, households. So we've done over 1,500 deliveries wow. since, um, since April of 2020, which is a whole new service for us that, that we did not do before. Yeah. Will that continue, Bethany? Yes, it will. It will continue okay. um, because we're finding now that elderly and homebound residents uh, really can benefit from that service. Okay. Uh, very helpful um, service for them, and you know, for the families who are still the households who are still getting COVID, which is 
happening, Unfortunately, as we know, yeah. and we want them to stay home. Yes, right. <laughs> we don't want people going right. to the grocery stores, so uh, so we will do. Uh, we will continue to do that for as long as for well, quite a while, we expect. Okay. Um, and we're also doing a mobile pantry service, which is going to, uh, we go to three different locations, two in Quincy, and we are actually, we received a grant to expand our services to Randolph. We were always serving people from Randolph. They came to us. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But we are helping um, elderly residents in public housing in Randolph okay. um, have easy access to food uh, because it was very limited before that, and two locations in Quincy where we do that, with the primary focus on elderly residents. Mm -hmm. Uh, who uh, we are taking it to their uh, uh, housing buildings okay. to okay. deliver food. Is so. the uh, funding for the new uh, center all set? We're very close, okay. thanks to the incredible generosity of the community. Um, a little bit of a silver lining with the pandemic. We received a lot of donations early on during the pandemic from uh, private donors and uh, places uh, um, like the Boston Foundation and the Flatley family gave us significant donations at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we had amazing support from our legislative delegation and Mayor Koch. And we cannot thank the mayor enough for uh, the support that he lent to this building with pandemic funds. Mm -hmm. Um, we saw it as a, a lifesaver for us mm. at the beginning. It allowed us to keep moving along with the with the transaction right. uh, because we knew we had uh, that kind of support. Uh, Speaker Mariano has also been an incredible supporter of this project through legislative and budget actions and Representative Tacky Chan who t takes a special interest in this. Uh, uh, the number of Asian residents that we serve mm. is significant and, um, and, and Representative Chan has always been a longtime supporter of our mission That's and great. our work, uh, along with the entire Quincy delegation. Sure. They're, they're all wonderful, yeah. and they have uh, been very focused on uh, making sure public resources are going in the right direction. And so, uh, and then we had a lot of private donations uh, from financial institutions, Bank of Canton, Santander Bank, Rockland Trust, um, Eastern Bank Foundation, uh, the Quincy Foundation that um, was getting a lot of donations during the beginning of the pandemic also uh, we received support from. That's great. We're short on time, but I know you wanted to mention a certain individual that the new yes. center will be dedicated to yes, real, real quickly. Right. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Joe. Sure. Um, it, we are dedicating the building to Paul Connolly, and Paul is a longtime board member at QCAP. He's been on the board for over 20 years. Wow. Uh, he has represented Southwest Quincy, the residents in Southwest Quincy for that time. Uh, he first was on the board representing his son, Brian, who was the city councilor at the time. Okay. Uh, and uh, it has become a family affair, oh, the, the support um, that has been lent to QCAP. Uh, Paul has always been dedicated to making sure the food center is viable and, and serving the community. And his son, Brian, is now uh, the managing partner at DLA Piper in Boston and has donated his time to for all the real estate um, legal services that were needed for this project and other projects yeah. that QCAP has had. It's a so. nice tribute for them. So. Yes, it's a great tribute. Great to see you, Beth Ann. Thank you so much. And Thank you. And we will you. have uh, you and folks from QCAP back uh, periodically to talk about all your great programs. Thank you, Joe. You're Thank you for, for airing these programs that inform the community. We're, we appreciate it. You're welcome.